there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. With hosts Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of thesaintsnation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get him. I don't even have a joke, Dave. Now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Uh, You'll have another episode of Drunk History next month. You got Pat Swilling Drunk History from Season 2. You got the worst play in Saints history. Listen to those. They're awesome. People are listening to them. We've got uh, over 3,000 listens uh, if you count the feeds combined, so everybody's enjoying them. That donated the twenty bucks to make it happen. We appreciate it. Go there, do it. It's awesome. Um, all right. So uh, the Saints did a free agent move, kinda, sorta. Um, they signed wide receiver for the Bears, Cameron Meredith, uh, former quarterback. So if they get him, Andrew, we can have trick plays galore, right? Um, uh, <laughs> But we'll, I, we'll know Wednesday, I think, right? I we'll think know that's Wednesday. the deadline. But here's, Wednesday's the deadline, yeah. Here's the thing that, that, that is interesting, but it also kind of infuriates me, right? Like, Jimmy Graham told the Saints no, right? Because they offered more, Green Bay offered more money and, and whatever. And then Dominican Sue said no because the Rams offered more money and they had a ton of cap space. So the Saints finally get a dude who says yes to their money, and he turned down more from Baltimore because who wants to catch passes from Joe Flacco, Right. They finally get a dude to say yes, and they might not get him. Um, so, Andrew, <laughs> um, this guy, like, caught 60 passes two years ago, but he didn't play at all last year. Like, I know we talked about him a little, but you got real when, – when they signed him Friday, you were looking at YouTube clips. You got really fucking excited, right? You were you were texting me. Yeah. I mean, if you – the one guy that he looks at on tape, if you look at his highlights from – now, he didn't play last year because he had the ACL, but if you look at his highlights, I mean, he looks like Mike Thomas. I mean, he really does, especially after the catch. You know, he's just strong and physical, and he's good after the catch, and he can get vertical a little bit, and he's got great hands. So first thing I do is I Google him and look at his size. The exact same measurements as Mike Thomas. It's crazy. Um, so, you know, I think – you know, the one thing I'll say about Thomas, which is kind of exceptional, is just his strong hands. Like, you know, hand he really attacks. Hand yoga. Yeah, hand yoga. He really attacks the ball. And, you know, there's no one in the league that I would say is like him. But if anything, I noticed Meredith maybe get a little bit more separation um, when he went vertical than, than Thomas does. So, you know, I think there's a little give and take there. But style-wise, pretty he- similar. And, uh, um, you know, I think he would probably replace a lot of the routes that Brandon Coleman runs. Um, and, you know, I, I think they would move him around. I mean, you know, Sean Payton's going to get a guy involved if he has those kind of skills. But, 
if you have both of those guys and let's say the Saints draft a tight end or even Ben Watson on the field, um, to me, that helps third down efficiency big time. Dave, um, the Bears... So hopefully they don't match. Here's the thing, though, Dave. The, the Bears have like a bajillion dollars in cap space. Um, they signed Robinson from the, the Jaguars for like... They paid him like $12 million a year or maybe more, $14 million. They signed Gabriel, the little white dude from Atlanta. They have Kevin White, their, their previous draft pick, that they're paying $5 million. If they if they if they match Meredith, they're going to be paying like thirty million dollars in wide receiver. So Dave, like, what's your sense of like, will they match or will they not? Uh, well, you know, we're talking about Ryan Pace here. Yeah, it is. Uh, and they have Burton in, in tight end who they paid a shit ton of money. Hold on, to. hold on a second. Hold on a second. Did you say the little white dude? Yeah, t- <laughs> Kyler Gabriel, right from Atlanta. He's the little white dude. First of all, it's Taylor. Taylor. Second of all, he is. Not white. I thought he was. Ma- like, my like bad. Not, like not. Like not even remotely. My bad. He's just. He's little. He's. He's little and he's. He's a, not. He's not. He's not even like Willie Sneed white. I didn't. I didn't think he was white, but I wasn't so sure of myself that I was going to say something. <laughs> but as soon as Andrew said, I was like, "Yeah, I'm I pretty mean, sure." Andrew's my white. bad, Tyler I don't, Gabriel. I don't, I don't remember look, him being. White. Look, not that it matters, man. I don't care, but like. Just let's just you know if you're gonna if you're gonna point out the guy's race at least be right about it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 Taylor. You are right. He is not. He is not a Caucasian. He is not. My my bad. He is little. He is little. I'll give you five that. eight. Yeah. I just see little dudes and I automatically think they're Wes Welker. That's it. It's just every every little midget receiver I see, I'm like, it's Wes Welker. Who is white? He is. Coincidentally. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, so, you know, we got to keep in mind that Ryan Pace is the one calling the shots up in Chicago, former Saints front office guy. Um, you got to wonder, too, if he's a little uh, bitter about Josh Hill, because we matched on Josh Hill and he tried to poach him. Yeah. Well, there, yeah, there, there's, there's that. And there's, again, just the fact that he, you know, he, he, who 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 doesn't like to take a chance to stick it to your old team whenever you whenever you, whenever you can? Well, here's uh, the thing. Though, you know, even, though, even if even if things ended, even if things weren't you know were amicable when you left, it's still you know you still I mean. like to show, show show the show the old guy who's. But some, here's some the, here's the, here's the thing that I try to figure out if I'm thinking if they're going to match right is they have thirty million dollars of cap space. So everybody's like, it doesn't matter. They can match it. But if they had thirty million dollars of cap space. Why not just tender him at 2.9 instead of 1.9, and then it would have been a second-round draft pick, and nobody would have tried to sign him. You know, so like the 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 cap space issue, Andrew. Can't you see it working both ways? Like if they really wanted him, they could have just, you know, who the Bears. Like if they really wanted to keep Meredith and nobody to touch him, they could have just tendered him at 2.9. And it would have oh, been a yeah. second-round pick, yeah. and nobody would have touched them, right? Well, I, I think – I mean, it's clear they did not want to sign him at 2.9 because they went out and got a bunch of other receivers yeah. that cost more than that. Yeah, so like – Yeah. So what, what – they, they took a risk. You know, they, they, they took a risk. They put him out there, and they, not knowing whether anybody would take the bait or not. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I think it's similar to the risk we took with uh, Snead. You know, the thing that I, I'm going to find interesting is – are the Saints going to rescind Snead's tender if this guy signs? Oh, totally. 
I think so. That'll that'll be something to look at. I think I think totally, and then he can go to Baltimore, and Baltimore can get our leftovers. Uh, or sloppy seconds, as the kids like to say. Or you know, Baltimore may wait to make an offer to Snead until Meredith signs. Oh yeah, that's true. Or yeah, or, sorry, until the Bears fail to match. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm I can see a lot of things because the Bears next year. Um, they the spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com match just go to indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If Kevin, if they think Kevin White, who's been a bus, if he's gone, then you're, and, and Gabriel's so-so, then you're paying, you're, and Meredith is good, you're paying your, sec, your number two like $5 million, so it's not that crazy. Um, here's the thing that I don't know, Dave, like the rules on like, could the Bears be like, look, Saints, we're gonna match, and then we want to, then we'll do a do a trade. And I don't know the. Does anybody know the mechanics? Yeah. Like yeah, in the NBA, you can't like when you sign a dude. You, sometimes like you sign him, you can't trade him till December, and they have all these weird rules. What's the rules in the NBA? No, I mean, remember the Saints? Like, remember when the Saints signed? Uh, who was that running back they signed in free agency? Um, Michael Bennett. Yes, and then they they drafted a guy, and they were like, "Yeah, we don't have room for Bush, you." Bush. So they drafted Reggie Bush. They drafted Reggie. Right they, drafted, they drafted right. Reggie That's Bush. Right. But I mean, he wasn't. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, he wasn't a restricted free agent. They just like he was just. Like, uh, yeah, there's no rules for that though. They can trade him at any time. So what? in other words, I mean that that's what the Saints were talking about with Malcolm Butler. They were saying, "Sign your tender with the Patriots, then we'll trade for you." Oh, okay. Remember, it was. I mean, it was. I guess it was slightly different in that it they didn't have an offer. Yeah, match, because the Patriots would have been like, "Yeah, we won't match. Give us their first round pick." So, right, yeah. right. Right. But I right. guess. Uh, with with Meredith, Dave, what is your what is your sort of um, what is your right. Gut and your instinct tell you like bears match, don't match. Uh, I think they match. You think they match, Andrew? Yep. You, you think they match? I do. I just can't. I mean, of all people, I just can't can't see Ryan Pace letting an asset get away. Well, here, here's here's the question. I and, yep. actually, and actually, I was yep. I for, I forgot. Like, even if it's not the smart move, I don't think. Well, you know what I'm saying. Well, like, here's, I, I just don't think he he could live with himself if Bloom has ever had a player <laughs> got him over. But here's yeah. here's the thing that I why I had the long pause when I was asking Dave a question because I thought of it and then I 
forgot it because I'm drinking. Um, even if this, even if the Bears match, do you still think there's a trade possibility that the Saints would trade? Absolutely. And Dave, I'll start with you. What would you give up for Meredith if you were, to, if you're Mickey Loomis and Ryan Pace says we're matching? How bad do you want the guy? If you're Loomis, what do you give up for Meredith? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think the question really is, is what do the Bears want or what do the Bears need? And I don't, I don't know them well enough to, to know totally what they. Well, everybody needs. needs are. Everybody needs draft picks. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. The, I mean, that's a good point. It probably, probably wouldn't even necessarily be a player for player trade. No. Those are, those are pretty rare. Um, you know, I, you know, if we're talking about draft picks, third, fourth, I don't know. I would say I'd give him, I'd give him Miami's fifth. Yeah, I would go no higher than a fifth. Because then you could say we got a receiver for uh, Stephon Anthony in a roundabout yeah. kind of way. Um, yeah. But he could have been tendered at a second round pick, huh? Meredith, they could have, yeah. But I mean, they, they didn't, so I don't, I don't necessarily think that that, like, if they had tendered him at that, then Pace would be like, yeah, he's worth that, but they didn't, so he's not. And even still, the Saints don't have a second round pick. And I know, but I don't know if he's necessarily that far of a drop from a second, potentially a second round tender to a yeah. To a to I, a fifth. I, don't I know. mean, I think the Bears would ask. Maybe Pace would ask for a third, but there's no way the Saints are giving him the third. I don't even think they'd give him a fourth, would they, Andrew? I, I mean, I think it's fifth, best case. And they've got two of them, you know. So I think Loomis would be more willing to part with one to get a player of that caliber. Oh yeah, because I don't necessarily. I mean, you got to remember he's coming off the ACL, and they're willing to, you know, kind of commit to a two-year, ten million dollar yeah, deal. So. The, the thing that was weird yeah. is the... if they're going to give him that much money and gamble on his ACL, then you know, I mean, you can't give up more than a fifth round as an asset. The interesting thing, Dave, is Bears writers and bloggers and all—they're kind of all over the map. Like some of them were like, they're matching it. That's really low. He's a good player. We're keeping him. And other people were like, wow, they gave a dude who's coming off an ACL injury $10 million, $4.6 million guaranteed. They're not matching. So it's like all over the place. There's no – I mean, did either of you do research and find – I didn't find any consensus on the Bears' side of, no. of what they're going to do. I mean, I just noticed from like fan blogs that he's very well-liked – by the fans because he's so local think, he's a local he's a local illinois guy yeah so i think a lot of the fans are like oh man i really hope we don't lose him like we need to keep him you know and i think that was kind of the consensus consensus among, amongst the fans but there was definitely a sense of uneasiness like, like we're not sure if the bears will match yeah he's and i think i think again it, it goes to you know just the number of receivers they've signed this offseason i think that's why the saints you know they didn't feel like it was a waste of time they wanted to gamble and see if Pace would let him walk because they had signed a number of receivers this offseason. And they, I mean, at some point you got to draw a line and basically just say, mm-hmm. we're not going to spend that much to this position. And I, in fact, it's exactly what the bears did to the saints, because remember the saints had signed who man, and they had just signed Fleener to a huge deal. And um, I think the bears were thinking, you know, the saints have put in a lot of money and resources into that position. They're not so going to keep Josh Hill. Yeah, yeah. And I did. So, and the same said, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, for Josh, Josh Hill was like three years, five point two million. So, I mean, that's nothing. Um, so it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. I mean, it. But the thing is, it. I don't know. I, I think he's. Bottom line, Dave, 
uh, is Meredith going to be a saint or not? You can you can say they match, they don't match, they do a trade. However, it, however you want to do it, is Meredith going to be a saint or not? I'm going to say no. Andrew, I'm with Dave. He's going to be a bear. I'm going to say yes. I think it's going to get done. <laughs> ever the optimist. I'm ever the optimist. I think it'll be. I think it'll thinking be, thinking with your heart. And I not think your it'll brain. be the bear. I think it'll be for the dolphin fifth round pick. And I think everyone will be happy. I just, like, if the Bears really, really thought Meredith was in their plans, they wouldn't have signed a tight end and two fucking receivers. Like, I just, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. That's that's my opinion. So, that's the only Saints news really going. And before we get to the uh, the Twitter questions... We got, you know, we got three weeks till the draft. So what we're going to do every, the, the weeks coming out is we're going to do themed drafts uh, each week. So we've, we're gonna, we got fun themes. We're going to do like all offense, uh, all red flag teams. We'll draft nothing but guys with, with off the field issues. But this this week we're started off with this is going to be a, a five round mock draft of names Ralph can't pronounce. Um, so we'll go through the fan speak. We'll pick names that I can't pronounce and we think I can't pronounce, and we'll try to do it where they're rated and where the Saints pick, but that's how it goes. So I'm on the fan speak, and uh, Saints are up at 27. Um, the top player available that might give me trouble is uh, Leighton Vander Oosh. Is that how you say his name? <laughs> Leighton Vander Oosh. At Boise State. Hi. He's a linebacker. He's rated 19th. Um they got uh, Dallas Godert. Is that how you say that? South Dakota. <laughs> Goddard. Goddard. Um, yeah. Uh, Darius Geis. I can get that name. That's an LSU name. Um, that's too easy. Yeah, that's too easy. Um, Hayden. Man, Hayden Hurst. Kaiser White. Oh, I got that one right. Um, let's see. Uh, those are. Then, then we got. Uh, we got Edge guys. Uh, this is a little later. We might have to go later for this guy. Ogabani. <laughs> no. Uh, That's not it. Orca Unkawa. <laughs> that, might, that might be the one. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> He's only rated 108. We, we, that'd be overpicking, but are we going Ob- Ogabani? Orca Unkawa? I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure it's Agbania Okoronkwo. What, whatever, whatever it is. That's who we're picking. That's who we're, picking. We're, re- we're reaching, baby. We're reaching. I mean, the, the whole point of this is names you can't pronounce, yeah, right? Yeah. So, I mean, how are we going to get any better than that? Yeah, that's a, he's a he oh, a, there's and there's, and we feel a pass rushing need. It's 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 the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. There's a um there there's a few very African names uh, in this draft. Yeah. So now they're doing. Or the other one, and I, I, I literally mean that. I mean, like they are African. They're obviously African. These people are have here, like here's Chuck Wuma, Okarafor, not not Okafor, it's Okarafor. Uh, I could put. Yeah, well, I could. Put we've you. got the the New Orleans has the Okafor market cornered. This is Okarafor. I could butcher that name for years. Uh, what else? There were a bunch of like really. Uh, uh, Uchenna Nwosu. Ooh, that's a that's a good one. From USC, he's an outside linebacker. He could help. So we're going in the third round. We we got a ways to wait. We're, there, we're on pick seventy. That name that name just sounds like he'd be a badass football player. 
Yeah, he's still there. Offensive lineman, Western Michigan. Wait, where are we right now? We're in the third round. We're at pick. It's our turn to pick. So right. the number we got, we got. So, wait, wait, hold on. We we overreached for who again? Oga, can, you, can you tell me his name again, Ron? Ogabania <laughs> Orkar Wakaku. Okay. So yes. <laughs> He's an edge from Oklahoma. He's got good, right, good, re- good. He's got good reach. He's got a lot of vowels in his name. That's key. All right. That, okay, cool. Um, oh, wait. Oh, I found a wide receiver that we, that we need to pick up. All okay, right, so we, we got... Uh, <laughs> we got... We got... Um, so... Equinemius. Oh, Equinemius Brown from Notre Dame. I saw him. Other receiver, St. Brown. Yeah. Uh, So we got Kukawama Orca Afor from Western Michigan. He's an offensive tackle. They need a tackle. Wait, is this the Okafor guy? Okafor. Okafor, yeah. Okafor. Chumbawamba, Okafor. Kukawama. Uh, I what think was that song that the band Chumbawamba, Chumbawamba played? Uh, not get knocked down, but I get yeah, up yeah. again. Uh, I think he's the one, man, because he's right at 86. He wouldn't be a reach. He'd probably he's a little bit of a value because we're picking at 90. Draft him, Ralph. Yeah. So we got done. Him. We got him. We got. So we're just doing the fifth round. So now we got a, we got a long way to wait. Uh, so All right, Nate, let's let's let, remind me again the names of our two players thus far. Uh, we got Ogabayu. Oka, <laughs> it's so terrible. Uh, oh Lord, Oka ba- uh, and then we got Kukawama. Somebody is Orca listening to this and knows how to say these names po- perfectly and is screaming at the podcast. They are. Can we get Can we get Puna Ford? We could if he's there. You gotta. You gotta I uh, I couldn't I need get me some Puna in my life. So we're going, we're doing round four. So we're waiting. So we got pass rush and, and tackle, right? Yeah. Man, we could what, what could we use next? Tough. We could really use a tight end. We could. We got to get Equinami of St. Brown. That sounds like a spinoff of a 1980s hospital. Like that's, that's like a spinoff of St. Elsewhere's and Denzel Washington is the doctor in a small town. Oh, there's a Kamoko Toure. <laughs> Equinemius sounds like, I don't know, like a bad guy in Aquaman or something. I, 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 okay, we're, well, on the the clock, we're on the clock at round four. They got a lot uh, of options here. We got Naheim Hines. Is that? Yeah, I saw him. Yeah. Uh, Kiki Kuta? <laughs> Kiki Kuti. Kiki Kuti? That. Yeah. Oh, oh. He's a little jitterbug receiver. He's good from Texas Tech. Come He's on. a little white guy. No, yeah, he's also not white. <laughs> he's also not. Kamoko Tara, Tare, Kamoko Tare. That's another is. Uh, we got Shakim. If Shakim, if Shakim Griffin's name was harder to pronounce, he'd be a definite uh, guy you'd want to get. Um, Godwin Iguabuke. He's a safety. <laughs> That's, I mean... What position does he play? He's safety. They're deep at what number? What number pick is this? What number this is this? This is number... Fourth round. 127. Yeah, oh, okay. We don't need a safety. What What, what we got at uh, receiver or tight end? We got Kiki Coutois. 
we got yeah go ahead go ahead and take kiki kuti okay he'll help us on kick returns <laughs> okay. punts all right so now we're gonna have two uh kadri henderson uh i like darren carrington the second sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a name from dynasty I think the next name we pick needs to be really easy for Ralph because he seems to have problems with like the John, the John Smith. Yeah, that that made me mad. I did a poll today of like four names of like the hardest ones to pronounce. I did the Oklahoma guy, Ogbani Oker Nkwawa, uh, and I did Kiki Kutwa, I think, and I did Josh Rosen. Kiki Josh Kuti, God, stop and, it. And, and Josh Rosen finished second. People said I couldn't. Like I'd say, but I think it's like fifty-fifty. I would say like Jay Risen. You know, like it's totally fair. It's totally fair to think that, but it made me mad. Oh, that's great. Um. All right, so we're on the clock. Uh, wait, is Hercules Mataafa still available? Ooh, who? What position does he play? He's a D end. Oh, out of need, Washington State. We need a D end. Her- Hercules Mataafa. Hercules, Hercules. He might be gone because uh, I don't, I don't see him on the thing. But we do. What's the easiest name? Yeah, no. If Godwin, if Godwin Igwebuiki is still available, Joe we gotta Osman go from Central. Joe what? Joe Osman. No, it needs to be easier. Wait, what about the defensive end out of Toledo? Ola Sunkami Adenie. Uh, Ebenezer. Is that Okanugaduki? Uh, we got. How about uh, Dane? How about Dane Kruikshank? This is a good. Ola U Bunmi Rotnami from Old That's Dominion. That's the ticket. That's the ticket. ODU Virginia yeah. baby. Yeah, he's overdrafting him by a lot because he's three forty nine. Perfect. Hey, what about Folaronso Fatukasi? What is that? What does he play? D tackle. What about Chikwe? Obashi, Wisconsin. <laughs> I mean, I think then you're digging deep here. I think uh, I think Olabumi Ranami, like uh, Rotella Obabuni Rotella. He's tomatoes and green peppers from the Old Dominion. We'll pick him. So now we got another pick coming though, because we got. Uh, Can we get Ade Aruna from Tulane? <laughs> what does he play? He's a defensive end. Yeah. Uh. I don't see that. Like, oh, he's there. Like he's a, of, oh, he's there. Of... Odi Aruna. <laughs> Odi Aruna. Take him. He's there. Take we got a. We got a. We, we need a. We need a green bean on the roster. <laughs> right, we're, oh yeah, like we're the on the clock, so that's who we're gonna take. From Tulane. Like yeah, we're good. We're, we got him. Years. So that'll. Uh, that's a good question. Who's the last player the Saints took from Tulane? I have no fucking idea. Have they ever? Like, I can't even. <laughs> like, not in my life. I mean, they must have in the seventies and eighties. I mean, I'm looking this up. I mean, before Al Woods, it was like Nikki Savoy, right? Oh, I know they took Devery Henderson. This draft is a work of art. There are a lot of crazy names out there. Wow, yeah, a lot of, like Nin- African 19, names. Na- Nineteen eighty-five is the last two-lane player in the twelfth round. A guy named Treg Songi. <laughs> that hard sounds familiar to so, me. So we're gonna recap this draft. It's a, it's the Mona Lisa of bad name drafts. People sent me them, and they were hysterical, but I think we topped them all. We got 27. We got Ogbania Orkor Onkawo. 
91, we well, got well done, Ralph. Cook, Wama, Orker, Afora from Western Michigan. He's a tackle. We got Kiki Courtois. Is that right? Kiki Kuti. Kiki Kuti. Uh, yeah. He sounds like a sounds like a name of a Bond girl. Uh, 100, 147, <laughs> we got Ula Ratami, the Edge from Old Dominion. And then we got from Tulane, Ada Aruna. Is that how you say that? I think I think you said Ade. Ade, Ade Aruna. Aruna. That's the draft of names that Ralph couldn't pronounce. I'm really disappointed we didn't get a John Smith. Yeah, there. we didn't. If we would have gone, if we'd have gone the full seven rounds, we'd have done it. Um, but I gotta say, I think we hit that one out of the park. I don't know that you. Well done. Well, so so we got that. So now we'll go to yeah. The Astros must have scored. They did. My wife. The Astros are eight. My wife. My wife. The Astros are eight and two, and they lost to San Diego at home four to one on Friday. You would have thought they fucking were on a twelve game losing streak. She was losing her fucking mind. She she just doesn't. She doesn't equate baseball with like, oh, it's just one game, it's long season. She is like locked in. It is just, it's, and I thought like winning the World Series would like calm her down and make her like less <laughs> like locked in, but it made her like more locked in. And she's like ramped up the insanity, which is, I just, I didn't think was possible. Uh, <laughs> nice. It's good. I mean, and the thing is, like, that was the weird thing. Last year for the playoff game, she was not nervous at all because she's like, I treat all the games the fucking same, whether it's spring training or game seven. And I'm like, that's one way to approach it. Uh, that's scary. It is. It's very scary. But, okay, so we got questions. So we got, um, we got, uh, I'm sorry, uh, we got, it's from, it's from Will that, uh, one zero one. 10-01, I'm Guillaume, I don't want to butcher your name, I probably just did. He asks, what's more likely scenario in 2018, Andrew? Michael Thomas gets better, Ted Ginn doesn't regress, 2016 Willie Sneed is back, Meredith is signed and is good, and we are buying tickets to Atlanta in late October, or Michael Thomas gets injured week two, Ted Ginn drops a trebillion balls, <laughs> Willie Sneed gets arrested, Meredith doesn't sign because Bears match, and by late late October, Ralph has finished the Bourbon Reserves of all of Houston. Man, this is dark. It is. That is the darkest timeline. Uh, Jesus, man. I don't know. I I can't think like that this early in the year. I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be either or. I think Guillaume and the and the point is, and I was fighting with Twitter people on Twitter last week is it's okay to, to look at the Saints right now in April and be like, they've got to get a wide receiver or a tight end, whether it's Meredith, Meredith and a tight end in the draft or something. They've got like, they can't stay how they are at wide receiver because they Coleman and Willie Sneed aren't even signed. You know, they've got to do something and it's okay to, to think that they're not okay at wide receiver. And one person, they 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 send me on Twitter, but like it doesn't matter. Sean Payton can turn any receiver into a, ho- a hobo into any good receiver. I'm like that that was true five years ago. And he's like, even if that doesn't work, they can just throw it to Kamara. I'm like, having Kamara catch 125 balls, that doesn't seem like a good idea to me. Um, so I think uh, they could they just need to add something. So 
Dave, this is a question from Dylan. What would be more fun? Hubbard falls to the Saints at 27 or Saints trade back into second into the second round and draft two of the top four tight ends? Why would we want two of the top four? Yeah. <laughs> that that ruined it for me. I mean, if they dropped, if they traded back and drafted they drafted two of the top DNs, I would say Hell yeah. That might even be a kind of absorbent. Um, I mean, they, I, mean I, I would like one of the top even a, four tight ends. Yeah. yeah, or even a tight end, one of the top tight ends, and then a D end or something like that. Uh, that would be, um, um, you know me, always always love a good trade down. Yeah. Um. Well, here's the thing. Kevin, Kevin Held is somewhere nodding fiercely. Here's the, thing, right here's the thing, I guess, and we can get into it. Uh, we can get into it as, as the draft gets closer. But, Andrew, as you look at the draft and, and you – not that we can know, because at 27, you don't have any fucking idea what the Saints are going to do, right? You don't know how it's going to go. Right. You don't know trade-ups and trade up. But, like, as we get to, like, 21, 22, what's the scenario where you'll start be going and you'll be like, man, it's really working out. If they don't trade down this year, it really is never going to fucking happen. Like, what's the scenario in your mind that would have to happen to, like, push them that direction? Knowing that they never have done it. You know, I mean, first of all, I think all quarterbacks would have to be gone. So, you know, the top five guys, I think, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, all those guys are gone. So no, no quarterback falls to them. Um, I, I think that Goddard, Hayden Hurst, and Gesicki, all three of the, the top three tight ends would have to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um you know, even like there's a couple receivers. Like I've seen Calvin Ridley dropping in some drafts, and I mean, if he fell to 27, and he's not my first choice, but I, I mean, I would be psyched to land him. So, you know, I think I would say playmaking needle movers would have to be gone, and it, it would it would have to be one of those things where like the best available picks are like an offensive lineman or Geis or you know just positions that they don't really need. And then I could maybe see them trading down. So I, I just think all the pass rushers would have to be gone. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I think in this draft, the most likely positions they are to either trade up for or definitely take at 27 would be receiver, tight end, defensive end, and quarterback. Those four positions. Here's an interesting point. Um, so if I, I'd say if there's no good prospects at those four positions, then it becomes more likely they trade yeah, down. Yeah, or if there's one quarterback on the board that the Saints don't like. You know, like like everybody says they love Lamar Jackson or they love this guy or whoever, but if there's a quarterback left that they don't love and some team is like, hey, we want that quarterback, I could see them moving, um, moving, moving back. Moving down, the, the the dream scenario for me is trading with the Colts because the Colts have four second round picks. So like, if the Colts would give you two of any of them for twenty seven, I would do that deal in a heartbeat. Even if it's like the bottom two that they have and like the the fifties and sixties, that would be my ultimate scenario. But here's an interesting question um, from James: I don't think the Saints are going to pass on a player just because he's from LSU. What would you think if they took? Darius Geis at 27, and it, would it be possible? Andrew? Or do I don't you? think there's any chance they're taking Geis at 27, even if he's there. Dave, you don't think, I mean. <laughs> no. I, I will say this. 
and this may sound weird because Geis is a really awesome player. And look, Ingram's getting to his late 20s. He's free agent after this year. So it's not, it's like a 5% chance, but it's not like impossible, you know, that they would do it. But I have to say, it would make me a little bit sad if they did, because I want Mark Ingram to play this year and play awesome and then sign like a two-year extension and be awesome for two more years and just like fucking own the record book for the Saints. Like, not not just like past dues. I want him to be like 2,000 yards ahead and like 20 touchdowns ahead and like be, like own all the Saints running back records for a decade. Like that's what I want. I want I want that to happen. So it would make me a little sad if they drafted guys. I'm not gonna lie. But I just I, well, you don't have to worry about that. Um, unless Connor Payton really likes him. <laughs> um, what this is a good question. Uh. And I, I want you both to answer. So, Dave, I'll start with you. John asks, "What's a realistic hope for this draft class? Should we expect 2016?" Uh, I don't think so, given the picks and placement. I mean, I don't think you can ever expect 2016. Or I mean, even that's just 2017. Absurd. 20, 2016 was great, but 2017 is just absurd. Oh, sorry, that's right. I'm thinking of 2017. Uh, you know, 2016 would be good. Even, even that would be. Uh, that would that would be great. I think that might even be too lofty. Um, I just I, I'm call me a pessimist, but I just feel like that uh, at some point the Saints are going to come back down to earth with this drafting stuff, yeah. and they're going to you know I, I kind of don't really don't believe that the last two drafts are the real Saints. I kind of feel like that those have been more of the fluky seasons, and we're going to go right back to to where we, where they used to be with the drafting. Obviously, hope I'm wrong, but well, I mean, um, I don't, you... I don't know if we got. Honestly, if we got two, we we have like what seven, eight picks. We just they're just mostly in the later rounds. Yeah. Huh? Um, I mean, honestly, if we got two starters, I think that'd be that'd be pretty good. Yeah. I would take two starters today. You don't even have to assume who they are. I mean, I think yeah. I think Andrew, they'll probably regress a little because you can't just keep hitting these awesome drafts because the draft is a lot of luck. I mean, look at this year. They yeah. were going to draft Reuben Foster. They didn't. They were going to draft Mahomes. Lattimore fell. So it just like it just worked out great for them, right? Um, so they'll probably reg- regress a little, but as long as they don't regress to like 2014 levels where they got Brandon Cooks and then a year later everybody's out the league, right? If they could get a starter and like a rotation dude, is that I think that's doable, right? Absolutely. You know. Yeah, I think that I think that's got to be. You get a year one contributor that's kind of a rotation guy. You know, that maybe gives you what you got out of um, Hendrickson. You know, or maybe slightly better. Um, and then you get one solid starter, and that's a good draft. I mean, they did so well with this last draft that they don't need to do as well. If I told you guys that the Saints could get a 45-catch rookie tight end and a backup offensive lineman that would be okay and would play like 35 40% of the time because of injuries, and he would be okay, but that's all you're going to fucking get out of the out of this draft, or you can take what's behind door number two. Uh, what, Dave? What would you do if I offered you that deal? What's behind door number two? I don't. We know. don't know. We don't know. 
It's like let's no. make a, it's like let's make a deal. It's a mystery. Um, it could be it could be 2017. It could be 2014. Oh God. <laughs> uh, okay, so I get we get a rotational O line. You get a rotational O lineman, like 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 yep. Calamete quality, but like a little worse because he's a rookie, right? Yep, 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 yep. Oh, and you get a 45 catch tight end that scores three times. <sighs> I mean. Mm. That's pretty good. I mean, really, now, like, Armstead's getting hurt. So yeah. Yeah. No, I know that. No, <laughs> no I, I like all of it. I mean, I, I like both of those things. Um, I, you know, the only thing that I would really love to have is, is uh, you know, something in the pass rush department on the edge. Um, that's, a, that's a good one. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my chances and do door number two. Door number two, congratulations. You got the 2014 draft. You got a, you, you got a 45 catch tight end. The rest of the guys will be out of the league. Yeah, Andrew, what would you do? Sleep in, uh, in team meeting. Yeah. I, I would go door number two as well um, because I'm going to say that German Bushrod has an okay year. And they're looking at Austin Howard, too. That's another thing that Saints need. Yeah. In. He's a, yeah. He's a guy. He started games. You know? you know, and I, I don't know like who it'll be, but remember last year they like got Laribi, Del, yeah. uh, Laribius. Laribius, and he came in in like a rookie camp. He was a veteran that came in the rookie camp, and he stood out so much. They were like, "Yeah, we're definitely signing this guy." And then he ends up being a, a pretty, pretty useful reserve over the course of the season. So uh, I feel like there's a lot, lot of guys like Laribius, like a lot of random vets out there that just like someone's going to come to rookie camp. They're going to look okay. Saints are going to sign them, kind of develop them. And as long as they're smart and capable enough and they've started a handful of games in the league, they can plug them in. Yeah, that's true. If necessary. So I'll go door number two. Yeah, and the thing is with and the thing is with the Saints offensive line, as long as Breeze is there, he's super athletic and can get rid of the ball. And the thing is, Sean Payton, not only is he a, a brilliant offensive mind, he... When the Saints offensive line has had issues, I mean, this year they had a lot of injuries, right, and they shuffled it. But in the past, he'll protect guys. He's not Jason Garrett, where he's like, I mean, oh, Drew, oh. Drew Brees survived having Charles Brown at left tackle, for God's sake. Yeah, he did, until Sean Payton was like, I've, just, I've had enough. You know? Yeah. And it, Barely survived. Yeah. I'll never, I don't know if you guys remember, I'll never forget this, but, you know, Chris Long used to live in my building, and uh, I or in my office building, and he... Uh, I booked his wedding band, so yeah, I was friendly. He, with he lived in your office building. Yes, he he had the whole top floor to himself. Um, but he um, he he was a good dude, and like in the summer, he he always hung out in Charlottesville. He was like a man of the people, so he uh, you know he would always come hang out, and you know I'd shoot the shit with him, good dude. But uh, he, I remember there was one preseason where he went up against Charles Brown, and this was when Charles Brown was like a rookie or second year player. And he, Charles Brown gave up like three sacks in a quarter. Like Long just annihilated him. And uh, I remember that off season, the options for left tackle were Teron Armstead, who was a rookie from you know Arkansas Pine Bluff, and he yeah he had he hadn't even played. He was too skinny, like he just wasn't ready. And then the other options were Jason Smith, who Chris Long had played with on the Rams, and Charles Brown. And he was like, yeah, like, how's your team looking? He, he'd always ask me how the Saints were looking anytime he saw me. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I feel okay, but, man, I'm really worried about left tackle. And he just looks at me and he goes, 
you guys aren't going to start Jason Smith, are you? I was like, no, I was like, no, actually, I think uh, I think we're going with Charles Brown. And he goes, Charles Brown on the left side? And I said, yeah, and he just shakes his head. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Good. Yeah. Good luck. Um. He actually had good things to say about Jason Smith, but that never really Jason worked Jason Smith was a dude that he's one of those he's one of the all time bussiest tackles, like with like Mandarich and the dude that uh, the same like really he had the like he had the largest breasts. No, like um, he was very uh, draft. Uh, you just bustiest. you said he was the bustiest. So he was the bustiest. Well, you meant but you he meant he was big has, bosomed. He pro- that that is probably also accurate. That is. Um, and who was the guy that? Oh, Greg Robinson, the guy that Saint. He played for the Lions last year. He the Rams drafted him high, and he was he's he was a turn. Oh, yeah, he was garbage. He was a turnstile yeah. too. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, of course we'll probably get an answer. Who is who is the Saints guy we always call turnstile? Uh, Bryce Harris. Yeah, Bryce Harris. Yes, yeah, I. He uh, he comes he he's always on on and off the roster. I wonder if he'll if, I wonder if he'll still be the guy that like has to have an Airbnb because he's on and off the roster constantly. Yeah, I, I, I think the, that's always the metric of how are the Saints' backup offensive linemen looking. <laughs> is, Bry, is, is Bryce Harris on the roster or not? Yes. If he's not on the roster, then you should feel okay. <laughs> oh, I think that's By it. the way, today they had uh, Zach Streif was guest hosting with Christian Garrick on WWL for Sports Talk. How did that go? Oh, yeah, how did so, he sound? Uh, I only listened to him for about five minutes. He sounded fine, but obviously they're, I guess, they're Better or worse than Stinchcomb? Because I've always thought Stinchcomb was pretty good. Uh, I I don't know. I've never heard Stinchcomb do ra- – they weren't doing a game. It was like, you know, your afternoon, you know, your drive home, just sports talk stuff. Like uh, it wasn't really necessarily a play-by-play stuff or game stuff. Um uh, but yeah, I mean, well, anything's better than Bobby or Deke, but um, uh, but I just think it's interesting. So obviously he's he's exploring that a- 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 avenue. Yeah. In in retirement. I don't, he might be he he might he if I had to if I had to pick a guy that would be really good at it, it would be him because he was really good with the media, and he under he understood how the media worked. So he understood like what to what the, he understood in interviews like what the media wanted from him and um you know he was always very honest with them and gave them good sound and all that so he understands how it works so he might be he might be really good at that so it, it that's interesting at least so on that note uh we'll wrap it up only what is it 15 15 days till the draft gentlemen uh so by Wednesday we'll know if the Saints uh have a receiver or they don't i would imagine as soon as this podcast is uploaded uh nick underhill or somebody will have the breaking news probably uh what's the what's the female reporter for espn that always breaks saints news diana oh yeah rossini or something yeah she breaks a lot of saints news i'd put i'd put it on her that she'll break the the bears so uh so anyway uh for dave for andrew uh until next week the bar is closed